Welcome to our circuit service on Sunday the 26th of April. I hope everyone is safe and well. We begin the service with some words of welcome from our Superintendent Minister, the Reverend Richard Hall. Good morning and welcome to our circuit service for the third Sunday in Easter. My name is Richard Hall, I'm the circuit superintendent and it's good to be with you this morning. Our service today has been prepared by and will be led by a group of our local preachers. So I'd like to say in advance a thanks to Jacob for the music, to Mike Jackson uh, who's, uh, who will be reading and uh, is behind a lot of the technicalities this morning, to Claire Harmer, to Sue Matthews and, uh, and to Mike Holworth who will be uh, leading our reflection on the scriptures. We come to today as the people of God, still uncertain about uh, about the future, about the way things are going to uh, uh, the way things are going to pan out, and yet in all our uncertainties we gather in faith, knowing that God is with us. So I hand over to Mike. We turn now to prayer. Our prayers are led by Claire Harmer. Let us bring our prayers of adoration to God. Come, let us bow down in worship to our loving God. We're not in our usual seats alongside our friends in our church families because we're staying at home and in many ways this makes us sad. But we praise you that you're a faithful God who is alongside us whatever the circumstances. We do not have to be in a special place to meet with you. Come, let us bow down in worship to our holy creator God who loved the world into being, a world of beauty and variety, a world that constantly brings us joy and wonder. And although we do not always care for the planet as we should, you continually sustain and recreate. We see signs of new growth and we praise you. Come, let us bow down in worship to you, Lord Jesus Christ, who came into our world to reveal the unstoppable love of God the Father and yet who came as one of us to live as a vulnerable human being. We give thanks that you understand all the uncertainty and anxiety that we feel today. And through your death, you offer us forgiveness and wholeness. And by your resurrection, we can know for ourselves new life, transformed, abundant life full of your peace and joy. Come, let us bow down in worship to you, Holy Spirit, who works within us to guide, to inspire, to call us onward, to reveal a fresh awareness of God's grace. Come, let us bow down in worship 
giving thanks that you are not a far-off God, but one who is always with us. You loved each one of us before we were born, and you will wrap us in your love into eternity. Come, let us bow down in worship. Amen. And a prayer of confession. Come, let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. Lord, we come just as we are, knowing that you will welcome us just as we are. But we're all too aware of how often we fail to live and love as we should. And so we come asking your forgiveness. When we have lived our lives as if you were not there, when we have failed to live in the joy of the resurrection, forgive us. When we have failed to recognize you in our neighbors and friends, when we have not seen you in acts of kindness and service, forgive us. When we've heard the statistics and failed to recognize that behind every death, your children are grieving and distressed, that each life matters, forgive us. When we have lived day to day in our own strength, forgetting that you long to offer us all we need as your disciples. Forgive us. Come, let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, and in the quiet acknowledge before him our own failings. Let us hear the words of Jesus to each one of us this morning. Your sins are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Amen. The lectionary reading appointed for today will be read by Mike Jackson. The reading is taken from Luke chapter 24, beginning to read at verse 13. Now that same day, Two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked with them, but they were kept from recognising him. He asked them, What are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things? he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death and they crucified him. <laughs> 
But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see Jesus. He said to them, How foolish you are, and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on, as if he were going farther. But they urged him strongly, Stay with us, for it is nearly evening, the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognised him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road, and opened the scriptures to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven and those with them, assembled together and saying, It is true! The Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognised by them when he broke the bread. Today's reflection is written and presented by Mike Holworth. The story of the disciples on the road to Emmaus has been described as an example of a perfect short story told by the Apostle Luke, who is a brilliant storyteller. A story about two people who couldn't see what was right in front of them until their eyes were opened. Why not? Luke tells us that Jesus came and walked alongside them, but they were kept from recognising him. What kept them? What stopped them from seeing Jesus? walking right beside them. They had their eyes shut. Not literally, because it's hard to walk around with your eyes shut, but shut to the important things, shut to what mattered. Their eyes were shut by lack of expectation. They couldn't see Jesus because they weren't expecting to see Jesus. Many years ago, I walked past my own mum and dad in Ellesmere by the lake. We passed side by side, less than a metre apart. I didn't see them, they didn't see me. It was only when our daughter, who was trailing behind, shouted out, Granny, that we realised. Why didn't I see them? I wasn't looking for them. I thought they were in crew. Why didn't they see me? They thought I was in Shrewsbury. Eyes shut by lack of expectation. And their eyes were shut by despair, by hopes that had been crushed. We were hoping he was the one who was going to redeem Israel, they said. But he hadn't. Despair clouded their vision.
and their eyes were closed because their minds were closed. They weren't open to anything new. They knew Jesus was dead, so he couldn't be alive, so they couldn't see him. And they needed their eyes opened. They needed to see things differently. And his words didn't help them to do that. On the road, Jesus talked to them, explained how the Christ had to suffer and die and return in glory. Didn't make a scrap of difference. Oh, it was interesting, sure. They said afterwards, rather embarrassed. Don't you remember what he said on the road? Wasn't that great? Wasn't it exciting? Well, yeah, but it didn't work. What worked? What opened their eyes was an act of sharing, an act of hospitality, an act of human contact. They took the stranger into their home and they knew him in something that he did, not in something that he said. Lots of words have been spoken over the last couple of months about the pandemic. We've had facts, instructions, opinions, poems, prayers, laments. Some helpful, some not so helpful. But very few of those words will be remembered in a few weeks' time. What will be remembered are the actions. The rainbows in the windows, the dedication of key workers, the support of friends and neighbours, the clapping in the streets, Captain Tom, a million people volunteering to help in any way they can, the acts of random kindness and the sacrifices made for love. And so often it's an action, a giving, a sharing, that will open our eyes and let us see Jesus in a way that words simply can't. Jesus, of course, showed that supremely on the cross. But it's true again in this room in Emmaus, as the hands that were nailed break bread with friends. And suddenly they knew. Their eyes were opened. They saw who was with them, and their sadness and despair dropped away like a cloak, and they were transformed. They ran back to Jerusalem, seven miles, all the way they'd just walked, in the half-light of evening, to tell the others it was true. It's a wonderful story, one to savour and cherish. But it's more than that. It's Christian life in miniature. When we are fearful and uncertain, when we are cast down by events, and depression and despair threaten to engulf us. Time and again we realise the presence of the risen Christ as we share with others and serve others. Often, often, often goes the Christ in the stranger's guise, as the Celtic poem has it. Often, often, often goes the Christ in the stranger's guise. And that's the experience of Christians down the ages. And that's what it is about our faith that grabs us and holds us and moves us on in the face of all that's wrong in the world and all that's wrong in the church and all that's wrong in ourselves. The core belief that love is stronger than hate, that good is stronger than evil, that life is stronger than death, that Christ is risen today and tomorrow and the day after that. What keeps us from recognising Jesus as we go through the daily grind? What shuts our eyes? What stops us from seeing? Luke frames his account of Jesus' life with two stories. 
both found only in Luke's Gospel, both about journeys, both perfectly told. One's at the beginning of the Gospel, one's at the end. The one at the end is the story of the road to Emmaus. The one at the beginning is the story of the boy Jesus in the temple, where Jesus stays in the temple in Jerusalem talking with the teachers there, and Mary and Joseph, thinking he's with them somewhere in the crowd, set off with the others back to Nazareth. And at the end of the day they discover he's missing, and they go racing back to Jerusalem to find their son. And they search for three days in a panic. Hope is almost gone. Despair is setting in. And then they find him in the temple. And they say, where have you been? We've been going frantic. And Jesus says simply, why were you looking for me? Didn't you know I'd be here? And the same question comes to us today in our anxiety and our bewilderment and confusion, when everything seems to be upside down, Jesus says to us, Why were you looking for me? Didn't you know I'd be here? Didn't you know I'd be here? Amen. Christ has risen while earth slumbers. Christ has risen where hope died, as he said and as he promised, as we doubted and denied, Christ is risen, God is here. Let's sing. Christ is risen, while at slumbers, Christ has risen, where hope has died, as he said and as he promised, as we doubted and denied. Let the moon embrace the blessing, let the sun sustain the cheer, let the world confirm the rumour, Christ is risen, God is here. Christ has risen to companion former friends who fear the night, Sensing loss and limitation, where their faith had once been bright. They bemoan what is no longer, they expect no hopeful sign. Till Christ ends their conversation, breaking bread and sharing wine. Christ has risen and forever lives to challenge and to change All whose lives are messed or mangled, all who find religion strange Christ is risen, Christ is present, making us what he has been Evidence of transformation in which God is known Our prayers of intercession are led by Sue Matthews. Mike Hallworth has talked to us of the companion who joined that troubled pair, walking on the first Easter evening from Jerusalem to Emmaus. He listened to them. Only later, over a meal, did they recognise him as Christ. In these troubled times, let us remember through God's love, Christ still walks with us, 
sharing in our fears and our doubts, but most importantly, in our concerns and hopes for each other. So let us pray. O loving Lord, we bring people and situations on our minds and in our hearts. We think of neighbours with whom we talk over the fence, friends and family, frequently scattered but close at hand through modern communications. Support is quietly shown, laughter and sadness shared, love given and received. Lord, we bring our prayers to you. We think of people carrying on with their jobs or voluntary work, frequently showing considerable ingenuity to provide for all of us. From the postal workers we see every day, to people in supermarkets, to those working in public transport, and those whose work is unseen but so necessary, supplying utilities and virtual communications to all of us, as well as scientists and manufacturers. All are using their experience and knowledge to care for others. Lord, we bring our prayers to you. We pray for those in the National Health Service and all parts of the social care system, whether providing care to patients and residents, distributing resources so often scarce to whomever they are needed, or the administrative staff so necessary in these circumstances. Yet, no matter the difficulties and the challenges, all of them are showing care and concern in everything they do. Lord, we bring our prayers to you. We pray for those in government at local or national level, elected members, civil servants and other government employees taking difficult and challenging decisions as a matter of course and responding to need wherever they find it. Lord, we bring our prayers to you. Let us remember too those who are coping with the ordinary challenges of life made extraordinary because of the circumstances in which we are living. Caring for children through fostering and adoption. Looking after a partner who is suffering from memory loss without the support of day centres and carers in their homes. Also, let us remember those people in places overseas where facilities we take for granted are sparse and available to only a few. Lord, we bring our prayers to you. Christ, walking to Emmaus and sharing food, showed his love and concern to those two companions as he did throughout his earthly ministry. May we learn from Christ's example and in his name, O loving Lord, we bring our prayers to you. Amen. Together we say the prayer Jesus gave his disciples. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, 
but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Jacob will lead us in our last hymn, after which Richard will lead us in sharing the benediction together. Our last hymn is The Day of Resurrection, Earth, Tell It Out Abroad. We proclaim our faith in singing this hymn together. For Christ the Lord is risen, our joy that has no end. The day of resurrection, earth tell it out abroad. The Passover of gladness, the Passover of God. From death to life eternal, from earth unto the sky. Our Christ has brought us over with hymns of victory. Be pure from evil that we may see our right. The Lord in rays eternal of resurrection light. And listening to his accents, may his soul come and plain. His own all hail and hearing may raise the victor's strain. be joyful, let earth her song begin, the round will keep high triumph, and all that is therein, let all things seen and unseen, their notes of gladness blend, for Christ the Lord is risen, our joy that has